Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, IndieWire's Nigel Smith. Good evening. How is everyone doing? So how long has everyone here been in line? Can I get a read from the room? One o'clock? Straight from school. Okay, okay. So we have a mix of people. Um, so tonight, obviously, you're here for a talk about the film Camp X-Ray, which uh, premiered at the Sundance Film Festival and comes out on October 17th on iTunes and in theaters. It's an awesome film, so please tell all your friends and family to go check it out. Um, before kicking off tonight's talk with the star Kristen Stewart, and, yeah, applause, please. And uh, writer-director Peter Sattler, we're going to watch the film's trailer to give you guys an idea of what the film's about. Make no mistake about it. This is a war zone. Ted Hutt, honor bound. Some of these guys have been locked up in here for eight years. You will refer to them as detainees. You will not call them prisoners. You can talk to them, but do not let these guys know anything about you. Do not let them get inside your head. How did you end up in this place? How did you end up here? It's been a very long time that I have been waiting, not knowing how all these things are going to end. Only things can change. Do you like it here? In Guantanamo Bay. I don't know. It's not as black and white as they said it was going to be. I never agree to follow your rules. If I follow your rules, it means that I'm agreeing that you have the right to give me rules. But you don't. One of your guys here, he told me that he knows I'm innocent, but I still cannot go home. No country, no city will take me because I've been here. You and me, we are at war. You pal 471. He's not coming back. What are you gonna do, Cole? I'm not gonna give up. No one here goes anywhere. So please welcome to the stage Kristen Stewart and Peter Sattler. Kristen, does this ever get old? <laughs> This is probably the biggest crowd I've ever seen come out for one of these talks. Um, so I guess my first question is for you. That trailer does a really, really great job of kind of laying down the groundwork for what this film explores and is about. But Kristen, why don't you kind of open up um, to the audience who exactly Amy is and what her journey is over the course of this movie? Um, 
Amy Cole is uh, somebody who likes to know things for sure, but doesn't like to do a whole lot of thinking. And so um, I think she signs up to do something good, signs up to you know feel important and uh, part of a larger um, whole so she can kind of forget um, about herself. And, uh, you know, things aren't, like, like I said in the trailer, things are like not as black and white as she thought they were going to be. And um, there's a relationship in the movie that is, I was, it's the reason that I wanted to do the movie, like, you know, there's a fundamental commonality between people. It doesn't matter how different or f how, how far your worlds are from each other. It's, there's something in all of us that's like, you know, undeniable. And um, <clears throat> when you can find that in a difficult situation, if, if, if it's an impossible situation and you still overcome that to um, sort of like derive that, you know, you, you need, you, you need things from other people, and when you can find them in really unlikely places, it's rad. And uh, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Now, Peter, this marks your uh, first feature film. Um, exactly what inspired this? I read that you were first inspired by, by a scene in a documentary or a clip out of a documentary. Yeah, you know, uh, I love movies that are um, about like very ordinary things and like extraordinary situations, you know. And I think as a as a as a filmmaker or an actor or a dramatist or anything, you're always looking for unusual dramatic situations and setups, you know. So it's like, yeah, I could tell a story about like two people breaking up at a at a diner. It's like, well, that's not. I mean, that's cool, but it's like, you know, I'm always looking for like a weirder scenario. And so when I was started doing some research. And once I discovered that these guards and detainees basically can just talk and they're just stuck in this room together and it's just like, you know, we think of Gitmo as this like intense, like, you know, high pressure area, which it is, but it's also just two people just sitting there shooting the breeze, just like having to, to hang out. And so I just instantly thought like, oh my God, like what do these two people talk about all day? And so when I, it's, even before I started like plotting out a proper narrative, I just started writing dialogue. I just like start imagining what these two people from like complete literally opposite sides of the globe would talk about. And to me, it was such an interesting thing because there is so much banality there because you are just shooting the breeze. But there's also this, this inherent antagonism built in to the relationship. But it's cool because it's, it's an antagonism that doesn't, it's not a personal antagonism. It's like Kristen was saying, it was like, sometimes it's easier to think of things uh, in, in a black and white way. It just makes your life easier. If I just think that you're a bad guy, it's gonna be a lot easier because I don't have to think about the nuances of what you really are, what I really am. Um, so I don't know, there was just all of those really interesting things how it just really fascinated me. And also I thought it was a really cool way to tell a story about a big subject in a small way. Just two people, one room, but we also get to make a little bit of a statement about this kind of larger issue of Gitmo. And, you know, given that this is your feature film, you're making that statement, and it, it's, a, it's a big one, even though it's a really, really small-scaled film. What gave you the confidence as a first-time feature filmmaker that you could indeed pull something like this off? And, Kristen, for you, like, what gave you the confidence that Peter, you know, could actually um, make good on his vision? And he did. It's a fantastic film. But um, if you're a first-time filmmaker, you've worked a lot. I'm just curious. Uh, just raw bravado. No, I, uh, you know, I think I have this feeling about like movies that, um, I think they said this in the John Melius doc. It's like movies 
have to kind of be big, you know? They have to be about something big. And that's what I'm saying. I like things that are big and little at the same time. You know, it's got to be personal and intimate, but it needs to be about something important, you know? Like, there's a lot of movies out there. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of video games to play. There's a lot of apps on your phone. And it's like, you know, you need to have a movie that demands the audience's attention and say, hey, check me out. I'm worth watching. And so that's why I want to set out to make my first feature. I want it to be about, as we say in the movie, I wanted to do something important, you know? Um, and as, in terms of having the confidence to know that we could pull it off, uh, it wasn't, I guess, an issue for me because when I had this kind of vision for the film, I knew what I wanted it to look like. And so I knew that I could technically execute it. Um, you know, then it just comes to the question of, do people, are, are they down with that vision of what you had? But I kind of knew what the movie needed to feel like, what it smelled like before we ever started making it. I think it's worth noting that he's no newcomer. You were a student Academy Award nominee, if I'm not mistaken. That was many decades ago. Well, yes, yeah, correct, but yeah. you know, it's quite the accomplishment nonetheless. So, so uh, sorry, and Kristen, I asked you. Um, um, uh, well, okay, so I actually met Pete um, on a movie that I did with David Gordon Green called Undertow, and I do not remember that, because it was a really long time ago, and um, we didn't work so closely. Uh, but he's really good friends with David, and that's somebody that I, <clears throat> like, you know, re revere. And uh, so he wrote a great script. Honestly, like, making movies is so, so, so much about risk. It, it does, doesn't really bother me. I think even if we made a terrible movie, I, I, wanted, I wanted to experience and take, take what I needed from, you know, a, a given... Uh, Situation. Even even if the movie was terrible, I would still have learned from it. And that's you know, I, I definitely don't definitely don't move forward thinking like, oh God, I have to make everything. Everything I do has to have my, you know, stamp of approval. Like I think I I, I definitely don't always set out for like greatness. I think for actors it's different. Um, you know, as a director, you it, it is you. I mean, it is it's. See, I, I think it's totally the different because like. I was thinking about this the other day and, and realizing what a challenge it is for, for actors in a role because people could see a movie and be like, that movie that Pete Sattler made sucked. But people will see an actor and be like, that actor sucks. And so it's like they directly apply it to a human being instead of like having that, that layer of abstraction that a director does. Um, but it's interesting. I love what you're talking about. Like it's, and, and this relates to what we were talking about in terms of like trying to do this kind of weird, ballsy movie. And it's like the the... It's like you have to like go big or go home. It's like failing big. And it's an interesting thing because you know, there's this real fear of failure in the world. You know, everyone's like, it's a bad thing. Like nobody wants to fail. But you know, it's like if you don't you know, step out of the box or push beyond what maybe is, is accepted or maybe is, is, is a tried and true formula, then you're never going to really push the medium. You're never going to push yourself. I remember when we, we were talking about this with Kristen, and she said once that you know, she just liked doing movies that really scared her. You know? And if she wasn't pushing herself, then what's the point? You know? So this project scared you in some way? Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's like, it's an odd thing signing up for, it's an odd thing being like, yes, for a month, it will be extremely painful and that will be the desired, <laughs> that's like what I, I want to feel. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, you know, it was a scary movie. It's so small, it's like so quiet. And uh, yeah, so if, you, if it's not genuine, if you're not, stumbling through and surprising yourself and catching, like, capturing a genuine experience, then it, it would have been 
again, and it would be okay if it was awful, and it might be to some of you or whatever, but it was, uh, we were not lying. That is definitely it, one thing. It's also, I mean, in terms of a risky role, I've, I've said this all the time, it's like, it's such a challenge because there's no, there's nothing to hide behind in this movie. I mean, and, and especially the way it's set up, um, like in the trailer you saw a little bit, you know, a lot of their interaction is Kristen walking, Kristen's character walking around and um, Payment's character behind the glass and it's just them interacting. And it's like they don't, they can't run around, the, the, the blocking is very limited. And so much of the movie is just literally a camera drilled into your face as you're kind of going through these things. And especially for Kristen's role, you know, being that she's a soldier, you know, um, her character's very stoic. You know, she's not supposed to be talking to this guy. So she doesn't have these big dramatic monologues. She doesn't have these tricks that actors can use to have these pi these these fireworks to, to be able to kind of portray the character. It all has to be done like just, it, it's a game of inches in her character, which is... Uh, Literally inches. I had a window this big to look through. Yeah. And I was like... I think it was like five inches. The original window was like an inch smaller, and we, we were like, this is too small. And then we opened it up one inch. Because one more would have been too weird, but one inch. Uh, it's, it's a weird thing, you know? It's a very challenging to, to... But it's again, it's the reality of that situation, of those characters down there. It's a challenging thing to create this feeling, not, not let alone to shoot between this, <laughs> this door and in these two rooms, but um, just to have that interaction between a tiny little sliver of glass. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. Yeah, and all that requires a really, really internalized performance from you, which you, you know, beautifully bring to the screen in this film. What went into the prep work in order to really, really get inside her head and bring, you know, that performance out? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think about uh, that. It's, it's odd calling <laughs> when actors go, I think about her. It's like, but it's, I don't know how else to put it, but like... Um, I imagine that she is just, she walks around having swallowed just, you know, like a cement truck, basically like, and is, you know, very, um, she is very internal. She doesn't like, you know, she's, she's not an expressive person. She's, you know, uh, afraid. There's something in there that's like, you know, you want to, you want to figure out like what happened. And so I think for us it was um, uh, thinking about what could have happened, like what her life was like before, why, what led her to where she is in the story. And um, uh, we had a pretty like comfy amount of time to do that too. Um, yeah, I mean, because so much of what was going on, you know, and because Kristen and Payman are such good actors, you know, it's like the, the, the rehearsing the ups and downs and the flow of each scene wasn't, uh, I mean, you know, like a cold reading from them would be amazing, you know what I mean? Like, and so it's like all we had to do is kind of elevate it from there. So we could spend our time instead really talking in a more general sense and just intellectually about, you know, what does it mean to be a girl? What does it mean to be this girl? Like, what did she do? Where'd she come from? Or tell stories like, hey, I knew a girl in high school that this happened to her. Like, what if, that wouldn't this, that, that's the type of thing that oh, would that happen totally to Oh, that totally happened to her. Oh it's my like, God, oh, that's, totally that's it. That's why. And yeah. it'd be funny that we text me like, uh, I was like, yeah, I remember Kristen, I, this is when I knew Kristen was on, she, she text, I think you texted me and she's like, oh, she would totally wear socks and sandals. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, she yeah. was like, Kristen was like, she has to wear socks and sandals, call Ward. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing, you got it. That's when I knew, like, you totally know this girl. She's oh, wearing I some Adidas sandals. That. that was and like, was just defined like, oh, her for me. That's it's it. like... And it's those weird little touch, and it's in the movie, we get a nice quick shot of it and everything. But it's like, and it's those weird little touchstones that, uh, again, the movie is all about the, the, this minutia, this, these, these idiosyncratic things and little details that I think we're all obsessed with. Um, it's also nice too, Kristen did, um, 
just did some great like word clouds too, just like layering into that as well. And this like poetry word clouds. Just writing just a little like, poetry. Yeah, cool, man. It's cool. I was like, that's why I said word cloud. It sounds more. I know, you know I know. Like, Thank you for these, that. Should do these prose word clouds. She developed a um, word cloud that was really inspiring. But it's again, it's like, that's the thing because it's 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 such a an intangible thing that that we're trying to do with this character, you know, it's, it's all nuance. It's all subtlety. And that's not something you can attack with a hammer. You got to attack it with a feather, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure if any socks and sandals make their appearance in this first scene we're going to watch from the film, but oh, we should have pulled a clip of the we socks and sandals. It's amazing. That, that it looks so scene. cool. But uh, let's share the first scene from the film. 471, the detainee. You two are friends. No, sir. You're not friendly with him? No, sir. You don't talk to him? We have spoken. I am not... I, I, like I said in my report... I've read your report. I know what it says. I also know what Corporal Ranstall says about it. But what I don't know, and will probably never know, is what is really going on here. Do you like it here, son? Sir? Do you like it here, in Guantanamo Bay? Yes, sir. It's fine. I hate it. This ain't the kind of post the guy makes his stars on. Nobody gives you a medal when you do it right. They just give you a demotion when you do it wrong. My granddad, he flew 25 missions over Germany, blew up a dozen Nazi installments. What do we get? We get to babysit a bunch of sheep farmers. Are you okay? I've never seen such a violent reaction to a clip from an actress. I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, it's. it's I didn't know we were going to start with that. It was like slightly out of context. It's fine. It's just like this, yeah. that was a miserable experience. Oh. We, you know, let's just watch the movie. Just throw it on. Let's we'll just, just watch yeah, the whole thing. Right? It doesn't make sense. No, you want these people to pay money to go That's see right. it. It's I'm an sure independent pay. film. It needs your money. Okay, cool. Um, so, do you always have that reaction of viewing yourself on screen? Do you hate. A lot of actors don't like seeing themselves on no, screen. No, I mean, it was kind of specifically that clip. It doesn't matter. It's just like breeze by that. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a weird thing. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine how anyone could watch themselves act on screen. I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, it's hard for me. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to watch the movie from time to time, you know, because it's such a personal thing, especially when you when you really kind of throw yourself all into a movie and in a role as Kristen does or like people that are just like, I'm doing this all in. It's not just a job. I'm like, this is a part of my soul. I'm placing on the altar of cinema to be set on fire, you know. It's like, it's hardcore, you know. So it's like, it's like woven into your 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 DNA, so it's a weird thing, you know? So I'm guessing you, act, you didn't actually shoot the film in Guantanamo Bay. Um, where did no, the that shoot... that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been pretty awesome. Where, uh, where did the f uh, shoot actually take place? Uh, we got super lucky, actually. Well, so it's weird. Like, So the Army um, set up... Uh, they, they wanted to build a prison down there, so of course they turned to a prison contractor in America and probably paid them like $10 billion, whatever it was. And they basically just built a replica of an, of an American prison down there. So in order to find a stand-in, all we needed to find was a maximum security prison. And there happened to be one just outside of L.A. Only in L.A. is there like a standing prison, real prison that's abandoned. Um, and we got to shoot in there, and it was cool. And the nice thing about it, as opposed to like, I was thinking about this, as opposed to having like a set, 
is like when you're in an actual prison, it's like you can kind of feel that vibe. It's not like you're in a set and you can like look around and see that it's just like plywood and two by fours and Luan. It's like, no, like it's real. These walls are real. Those doors are heavy. I mean, they are thick, solid steel. And you can, more than that, you can sit in there and just imagine like, yeah, there were some like people here. Like, this is weird. And it's like, as you said once, like the walls have memories. It's like, it's, it's a weird thing. So I, I think that probably, hopefully affected your performance or influence to some degree. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's always fun to allow your imagination to transport you, but when you don't have to and you're just there, it's obviously it's like such a treat. I mean, it takes away a lot of the. It takes away a lot of the work you kind of don't want to do, like it takes away the faking part, and it's yeah, it's great. And you shot this film chronologically, if I'm not mistaken. Not entirely. Not entirely. Somebody's trying to do. There's a director trying to do that right now. I read about. Anyway. Yeah. So another story. Uh, no, we shot. Because we were in this facility for, I think, 18 out of the 21 days that we shot, um, yeah, that was mostly in this kind of prison world, we were able to shoot their scenes almost chronologically. I think one scene we pulled out of order because we were at a different spot in this giant base prison thing we were at. But most of them we were able to do in order because it all takes place in the one room. So, you know, and it, it, there's an interesting thing. I mean, like, like Kristen was saying, you, you want to create you want to fake it as little as possible. And so their relationship in the movie is much like all of our relationships as filmmakers making the movie. We're all going to come together. We're going to have this really intense and difficult uh, relationship in this time trying to achieve this thing. Then at the end, you have that bittersweet moment of everyone says goodbye. I mean, I haven't seen Kristen since the movie finished or since Sundance, you know? It's like, I haven't seen Payman since then either, you know? It's just, and everyone kind of goes their separate ways. It's, it's the same thing as the movie, and so I was conscious of that. Having worked on a lot of movies, I know that feeling, and so I was like, that's exactly what these characters are going to experience well. So it's kind of nice being able to say goodbye at the end and not like do everything in wonky order, you know? I don't know how you can do that on like bigger movies. It must be such a challenge. I mean, even, even I remember jumping into some of the hard stuff we had to do early. I was just like, we both were just like, how are we going to do this? Like, this... Like, how, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we just started. It was like, we've only been shooting for, like, two days, and we are supposed to have, like, this big emotional scene. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, I was so upset about that, yeah. Was we, never, we, we never used it, though. We cut it. I know. Because we found cut it, because it, it wasn't good. Because it, yeah. it was fake. No, it wasn't <laughs> That's true. No fake stuff. But shooting most of your scenes with Payman that way, chronologically, I mean, that must be such a huge benefit to you as an actress. Yeah. Um, had you ever worked that way before? Um... Some some filmmakers are really adamant about it. Um, I'm trying to think. I think um, On the Road was very start to finish, um, with a few exceptions. Uh, Which is remarkable, considering all the locations you had to shoot in for that film. It doesn't take yeah. place in one spot. Yeah. Um, this movie that I just finished in uh, Japan and Singapore was... There were a few chunks that were entirely, entirely start to finish, and I think now having like looking back on it, I, I would I'm gonna really like push for that. It, it changes, it, you know. You only have one, one shot to make something and have a first experience, and if it's not captured, it's just like so painful. Um, so if you set yourself up right, you can just knock it down. Like it's you don't have to, you know. It, so important. Like if I if I ever made a movie, I would so I would be obsessed with that. Yeah. yeah. Now um, the chemistry that you and Payman have in this film. I mean, it's funny, it's moving, it's tender, 
It's kind of mysterious in a way. It's a little romantic. Um, did you have them test read, uh, you know, against each other just to make sure that, you know, their bond would work on film because it's such a huge part of the story? Uh, we didn't actually have to do a test read. They kind of did it on their own. So what happened was, you know, um, you know, Kristen read the script and then we met and then, um, you know, we decided to jump in and do this thing. And then um, I did a video chat with Payman, who li was living in... Uh, in Iran at the time. He's an Iranian. Actually, he's like a huge film star in Iran. I don't know if you all know that. Star of a Separation, which is a fantastic... Yeah, if you haven't seen The Separation, it's amazing. Film. And what's amazing about it, it's such a different role for him because in The Separation, he's this very stern, you know, buttoned-down Iranian father. But in real life, he's just this, like, super gregarious, just, like, fun, loudmouth guy. So I met him, and then we did... Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, the movie lives and dies on their chemistry. If it didn't exist, the movie would fall on its face. So we did a video chat between the two of them, and it was hilarious because they instantly kind of fell into their roles. Because, you know, Payman was just like, Kristen, how are you doing? It is so good to see you, Peter. Let me tell you, I love you. This is so wonderful. <laughs> and he's just talking, 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 talking. And Kristen is much, she's like, just here. He's like, oh, cool. Like, saying a few things. And just like, yeah, oh, Payman, I like that. Oh, separation's awesome. But just kind of like listening. Like, she listens. She observes a lot. And I was just like, both of these people were like, literally doing the roles like in their own skin. And that's when I was just like, oh, this is amazing. And I think, I, honestly, I think on that call, we like gave him the job right then and there. Yeah. Because we mean, both we, looked like, at each other just like, minutes, can we yeah. do this? It's like, yeah, it's like, all right, payment, come on. Like, come to America, come play with us. We got to do this. <laughs> this film was shot over 21 days, which I know is pretty standard, you know, in indie film land. But to me, it still kind of dumbfounds me. Just There's nothing it. standard about 21 days. Yeah, it's nothing absurd. standard. It's well, ridiculous. How did you guys pull it off? I mean, I know it doesn't take place in that many locations, but the emotional terrain you guys have to cover over the course of such a short period of time is pretty, uh, pretty exhausting, I imagine. It was good for me because, you know, it doesn't give you too much time to think or like, you know, it was, we were constantly tackling like monumental parts of the movie. It was, there wasn't one day that went by that was like, oh yeah, kind of have today off a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I really appreciate short, intensive bursts of, you know, uh, because then it doesn't keep you on the line so long. It's like, I, I, as much as you sign up to, you know, have a bunch of the feels, I don't want them that long. <laughs> like, I just want little little bursts of that. So 20 days, 21 days was perfect for me. But that, the you know. Feels. <laughs> the feels. Yeah, you can't have more than 21 days of these feels, you know? Like, it's a, it's a weird, awkward, especially, like, for your character. It's just, like, she's so uncomfortable the whole time. So it's like, if you'd spend any more days uncomfortable. There's something really nice about shooting, it's not nice because it's ridiculous to shoot a movie this fast, but there, if there is an upside, if there must be one, is that you don't, uh, you don't second guess yourself, you know? There, there is something to be said about just like that gut check. And if you know what the movie is going in, and as I said, it's like, I think, you know, when we had the script, you know, me, Kristen, and Payman, we all were like, okay, I understand what this movie's intention is, you know? And if you know what that is, then you can just on a day in, day out be like, is this right? Is that right? What do you think? What do we think? This is it. And it's just like, there's no going back and you just roll with it. And it's an interesting challenge. Sometimes, you know, you can get into this analysis paralysis um, when you just look at something and overwork the dough too much. And that happens a lot in, uh, in editing because you have greater time. It happens a lot as a writer sometimes. I'm kind of facing out on this thing I'm writing right now. You're just so in it. And you're just like, I'm lost. I've just been analyzing every word way too much. So, you know, it's, it's, there, there are benefits to shooting fast. Yeah. Oh, man, there's nothing like if, you know, if you have, you're sitting there and you're like, we have an hour, in one hour, the scene is going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, 
it it's it just kicks you in the ass. It's just like you you know it's a it's a fire. It's it's like a you know it's like a fire. Yeah. yeah. This only took twenty one days, but you've worked on films that have taken much much longer. Um, did you relate to that aspect of Amy's life? Because you know you make a big point of the fact that. Amy spends so much of her time away from her loved ones, away from her family. Did, did that part of her, her journey kind of speak to you? Um, I think that was one very desirable aspect of being a Guantanamo for her. Um, maybe the only one is getting away. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm really lucky I, I get to live in different places and have... Um, sort of like consolidated uh, different little versions of what my life could be like. Like, okay, I'm going to live in New York for a minute for, to make a movie. I'm going to be there for a couple months. I've never done that before. You know what I mean? It's like that, that I really appreciate. But uh, I, like, I like being home a lot. Awesome. And with that, we're going to watch a second clip from the film, and then I'm going to open it up to the audience. So start preparing those questions. I'm stuttering. You know, compliant detainees get to play in a real field together. Uh-huh. They're lucky. You stop acting up, they'll transfer you. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. You don't care. It's those guys who don't care, Blondie. You know, they don't care about anything just the things that make their life easier. You guys always say, follow these rules, we will let you watch TV. Huh? But if I follow your rules, what does it mean? It means that I'm agreeing that you have the right to give me rules, huh? But you don't. You don't have the right to give me rules. So me, I never agree to follow your rules. Never. No, maybe you think I'm stupid for this. No, not stupid. No, I mean, maybe you're right, but... Definitely not stupid. So we're going to open it up to the audience. If you have a question, please just raise your hand, and this lovely man here is going to be coming around with a mic. Hi, Kristen and Peter. Thanks so much for coming tonight. Um, my question is for both of you. Um, did you uh, do any like primary research in speaking to Guantanamo Bay service members while preparing for this film? No, we just made it up. <laughs> we just guessed. We got really lucky. You know, m most of the research was done the old-fashioned way with a lot of like books and stuff and documentaries. And it was actually really cool when I first when Kristen like jumped on to do the movie. I went over there with like a box full of like memoirs and DVDs and stuff. And then she was like, yeah, I already have all those. And actually here's two that you don't have. Um, because you know, kind of like we all were, it's like she was super committed to really getting it right. Um, we did do some military training with a cool guy up in, um, in uh, Northern California, which was cool. Um, and I think that helped with a lot of the P's and Q's of just that military. Physicality. Yeah. yeah. Was huge, but mostly it's just good old-fashioned research. Um, WikiLeaks actually helped us out a lot because they they leaked this um, this uh, the operating manual for Guantanamo Bay, so it gave us literally a, a detailed instructions on how to do everything. There's a scene in the movie we actually we actually have some paperwork from it in the film, just pulled out of the back of the actual, you know, 
manual school. So um, when you have, you've made a movie, it takes its time to come out, you have this, you have the film with Olivier Assayas. What is it like to go back in and see your, I mean, we're seeing a little bit about what it's like to go back in and see these things. What do you, when you sit back and look at yourself playing these parts and working with the directors, what, do, what comes to mind the most? What do you think about it? Do you re, rework the process of making it or do you think about what you wanted to add that you didn't get the chance to add? I'd like to get that inside look. Um, yeah, one sort of <clears throat> uh, nice um, sort of like unexpected gift that we get through doing press is that we get to kind of relive it a little bit and uh, like sort of in, indulge in um, thinking about something that, I mean, after I, typically after I finish a project, I, <clears throat> I really want to get away from it for, you know, just, just to just to keep a little sane. Um, well, you need space, too, yeah, to reflect it, on it, you know? It's like, you, you can't have that larger context when you're in the middle of it, you know? Yeah, it's that same thing you were saying about writing. It's like, yeah. if you're so in the middle of something, it's hard to see it. And um, What did he do to get over this, um, this role? <laughs> she wouldn't made a movie, like, two days after oh, really? we finished. Yeah, I had no choice. Like, yeah. She has been working, this is insane, like, she has made, like, like, 100 movies between now and then. It's crazy, she's been working nonstop. Those last two years have been crazy. Um, I'm not going to be an actor on a movie for a long time. I, it's, that must be such a challenge, too, like, because I just remember that. We were, like, wrapping up, and we're, like, rolled down, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to be on set in, like, a week on this next movie. I was just like, Kristen, that's insane, because you went through the exact same thing I did. Like, we were, like, through the emotional ringer on this bad boy. Yeah. And I was like, and now you got to go and just reboot all over again? I mean, how, how do you do that? I mean, luckily, the, these particular projects... I had no problem having them so close together. Like if I had to jump from this to say equals, I couldn't do it. It was just that Sills is kind of like entirely analytical and um, intellectual. And you know, we talk a lot, we never stop talking. And um, I, yeah, I was looking forward so maybe, to doing that. So because it was different. It was, it was like so different, yeah. Up, yeah. It, was, it was almost like it helped me just go, okay, camp x-ray, done. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, uh, but to finish answering your question, I guess, um, I know, I don't, I, it's, it's, it's weird what filters out, um, and what occurs to you, and, uh, you know, I can, I can think that a experience has maybe not been so great, and seen bits and parts alone of it, and thought, oh my god, I, we didn't do it, you know, we didn't hit it, and then, Sometimes you get back together with the group of people and you get like a little affirmation. Maybe one person goes, dude, it was great. I mean, that was like, I, I loved it. And then you're like, wait, so I'm allowed to like, maybe I'm allowed to like it. And then it, it, basically it's just kind of nice to luxuriate in the feeling of like thinking about something that is done already. Um, I was talking so about yeah. this with someone else. It's a really hard thing when you're an artist because you have to be you have to hate your work, but also like champion it at the same time. You yeah. know, you have to say, this isn't good enough. This is terrible. But you also have to say, this is the most important movie ever made and it's going to be glorious when I finish it. And it is, it is this absolute duality and it's the craziest it's thing so on earth. It's so bizarre. Yeah, you do have to be the most yep. self-important. Literally, we are doing, my life rises and falls on whatever project I'm doing at the yeah. time. And so it is a little counterintuitive because at the same time, I, I would like to think of myself as someone who's like fairly aware and is like, no, I, I get it when things are, you know, 
true and great and I get it when they're not and but at the same time it's always like for me the most important it's embarrassing <laughs> but, like, I have that same reaction too I remember when we were editing we would wa- I would watch it down with my editor Giraud who's a wonderful editor and we would watch it down and we'd turn to each other and be like I hate this movie and he's like this movie is amazing Peter this is crazy <laughs> and the next day we'd watch it again and I'd be like Giraud we really did and he's like I didn't like the movie today yeah. <laughs> it was like literally the same cut yeah. but it was just like two days later one of us would love it one of us would hate it you know it's weird you're in the creative process you're in the middle of it it's, it's, it's hard to separate yourself from it Hi, um, hi you guys. Um, I've been a fan of you, Kristen, for like a couple of years now. Um, and your like passion for filmmaking, sorry. <laughs> it actually inspired me to go into film myself. And although I'm not, I'm more into editing than directing or acting. I was wondering if you guys have any, like, any tips or anything. Uh, I, that's amazing that you're going into editing. There are not yeah, enough rad, women in and it's, film. That's hard. It's hard to do. Sit in a room for so long. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, fuck. editing. Uh, editing actually, actually is a really good. Uh, it's a really good like not just as like artistic, but like career-wise, editing's a good thing because everyone always needs stuff edited, whether it's a TV show or a film or whatever it is. Like that demand always exists there, you know. And so it's a great trade as well as a great artistic outlet. And editing really is, in a sense, editing is the last it's the last level of authorship, you know? Like, as an editor, you will be the person that is doing the last directing, you know? It's like, that's the last step, and that's really the place where everything comes together. It doesn't matter if you shot the greatest footage and the greatest scenes in the world. If you don't put it together right, it's terrible. I had a friend of mine, I was watching a rough cut of something, and it was like, no good, and then it, it just got re-edited. All the same scenes, same actors, and it just, it flew, and it was different. So it's going to be amazing, and, and you know, I'm sure you'll do some amazing work. And thank you for going into filmmaking. There needs to be more women filmmakers out there. Hi. Um, so I was just wondering, since the movie is has such, like, a heavy atmosphere, is it hard when you're, like, not filming? I'm, hi, I'm here. <laughs> So I was just wondering, like, when the camera stops rolling, is it hard for you to, like, joke around or, like, be normal, or is there still just, like, a really heavy atmosphere? Um, I, I kind of, until something's finished, I, I kind of wear it. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but then as soon as it's done, like, I, it, it, it's literally as if, like, it is, it's, it's, uh, how do I describe this? Like, it's like, the transition period is, it, it's like a split second. As soon as I feel like I've accomplished something or I've like felt what I, you know, wanted to feel, it is such a relief that I get giddy about it. I'm like, I, I, I'm so relieved to not worry about that anymore because typically I've had months to like build up this moment to just an almost debilitating degree, and when I'm not debilitated and I go through with something and I feel great, it's like, uh, I can mess around on set, right? We had a lot of fun. We did, I mean, I think to some degree, a little bit of that break was really necessary because you're doing such heavy stuff, you gotta just walk away and clear your head a little bit. But, you know, it is, there's some intense, atmospheric, moody stuff going on, and there's a weird balance because you can hold on to that, but at the same time, you know, I, I remember being on set, just having a, just a handful of moments of just looking around and people being like, oh yeah, we did something cool. Like we did some cool stuff right there, you know? And so it's not pride, but there's, there's a satisfaction, I think, in what we were doing because everyone was so cool and everyone was, everyone's intention was to make the best film. It wasn't, there was no ego on, 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 of anyone on the set. And so 
we, we could keep a kind of moody tone, but still not be completely wanting to kill ourselves because there was a little bit of... There's an excitement that... Like, yeah, there was a little going, buzz yeah. there, even though we were all bummed out doing this terribly depressing stuff. But there are some funny scenes in the movie, too. There actually are. I'm, I'm not kidding. Payman's so. hysterical. Payman's makes hilarious. me, I, like, die, yeah. Hi, this question is for Kristen. Um, since we know you're into word clouds and poetry, um, can we expect to see you as the writer-director at some point in the future? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to make movies. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Like I, wrote, I wrote a short recently. I said it, sent it to him. Um, we had a discussion about the fact that... Sh I, well, basically, what I'm getting at is... I, <clears throat> up until this point, storyline is so not my thing. I'm like, I live in moments. Um, and so uh, I don't know about the whole writing, directing thing. I'm, 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 get, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm gonna, I, I wanna direct so bad. But um, I've not written anything. I've written shorts. I've written a lot of poetry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, you know, start to finish, that whole thing. I don't know, I think I, think I could rewrite something really well. Although should I, adapt like sure a book or something. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because I, then you'd have like, you would have that kind of baseline down. I was reading this this thing about uh, Coppola, and some one of his peers was like, "Look, Coppola's great, but Mario Puzo saved his butt." You know, it's like because he had this like solid, rock solid like story that he could you know live off of. So you should adapt a book. That'd be cool. Well, until we see Kristen's film, you all have to check out uh, Camp X-Ray. It's out in theaters and out on VOD on October seventeenth. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for having us. Thank you for coming out.